Alright, I want to welcome you back into another episode of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green. I'm the host for this podcast. And uh, I've thought about the theme, the title that I've given kind of this section of uh, episodes that we've done. We've talked about contradictions and we've been talking about the um, the younger generations primarily. And, and, and perhaps maybe a better word for this would be paradoxes because contradictions kind of has a negative connotation to it um we uh, uh I, I think some of the things that we're talking about don't the the people that have these i guess contradictions or paradoxes don't have have them with a malicious intent uh and so it, it kind of gets caught up maybe in the idea of hypocrisy and that's not really the intent of what we're trying to achieve with these lessons so um, uh, and as we're talking about them, a, a lot of the idea is, you know, as we're focusing on the younger generations, that um, they're not really exclusively the younger generations that do these. Um, so if you're older and you're watching this, uh, you might go, "Well, that's kind of me too." And 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 as we go through these, I I, I notice these in myself. But uh, we as people are complex. And uh, I think one of the reasons that, and I've kind of explored this a little bit, the reasons that we have these these paradoxes in our life is because we kind of put information or ideas or ideals necessarily, not just ideas or, or as information, but ways we do things, um, uh, desires, whatever. We, we kind of assimilate these as we go through life. And it's possible for us to to get conflicting ones, and we've talked about that a little bit, uh, and um, as we do so, we don't really notice that they're contradictory until a situation arises where they will come into conflict. You know, if you have an ideal, uh, for example, of wanting to buy quality, and you also want have a ideal of wanting to buy cheap well those are fine uh to have as ideals they are that they, they come to a point where they will be contradictory uh, in some things like you can't buy that cheap and quality you know so uh we have these and, and there's uh w as i said we've been focusing on the younger generations um but uh, i, I want to talk about a couple of um exceptions when we do this uh, that we need to keep in mind. One is that not all uh, millennials or Gen Z or whatever will have these things. You say, well, that, that's not me. you know. And the other one I've, I've already mentioned is that these can be true of, of people who are in, from the baby boomer generation or from uh, Gen X. You know, those are just as possible uh, to, you know, to, to be indicative of them because we are at the end of it, we are people, uh, we are human beings, and, and, and things have to do with who we are uh, as humans, not just generations. Generations are just groups of people that do a certain thing a certain way because of trends and things and events that happen during their lifetime that kind of generally uh, impact them. So not everyone will be impacted the same way. Uh, and uh, so... You know, a lot of times it's just the technology has changed and that makes it more observable uh, of how we're doing it. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, kind of one that will 
overlap a couple of similar over the next couple of weeks. But um, and today we're talking about independence, uh, something that is a, a at least a stated value. And again, see, this is something that I think a lot of people of any generation have as a stated thing that they they like uh, or would like to be. We want to feel independent of each other. Uh, this is, I think, a human craving. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to, uh, a lot of the business world, we, we talk about things like, you know, being your own boss, setting your own schedule, working from home, all these ideals that really have to do with our independence. And um, I, uh, I returned to the United States in 2015 from being a missionary in Ukraine. And, uh, and so got a job as a minister here in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And uh, the, the, one of the first tasks, I took it upon myself, you know, there was a lot of tasks to do, but one of them was, as I, I looked at the website, and I was, you know, I had looked at it when I was still in Ukraine and, and still applying for the position, knowing that we were coming back. Uh, I didn't know I was going to get the job here, uh, but, you know, right away, back then, I said, you know, these are this is a website that's going to have to be uh, overhauled if I get this job. Uh, it was obvious uh, the age of the person and the era in which it had been designed. And, you know, it was fine for the era in which it designed. You know, early on, websites were kind of, you know, the white background, not a lot of design to it. You know, sometimes didn't even have a logo. I don't even think this one had a logo yet, or it did, and I redesigned it. Uh and just a lot of text, paragraphs and paragraphs of text on like every page. And it was just, you know, even on the the home page, had just a lot of text, not a lot of images or anything. Uh, the only images, I, I, as I found out, were it was a picture, uh, a, like a photo page of church events. And, and the, you know, the kids in the in the uh, in the photos uh, were getting ready to graduate. And, but in the photos, they were like six years old. So it hadn't been updated. And it was most of it was broken links. And anyway, so so the so I decided, well, I'm not really a web designer. I realized that about myself. So I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not super technologically capable. Um, so I, I went down and I just visited a local, you know, web design place. And what I was expecting and what I got were two different things. What one, I wasn't expecting a $10,000 price tag. Uh, but before that occurred, um, you know, I, uh, I I went in and I, I, my expectation was I was going to come in and, and uh, someone was going to meet me and, and uh, I was going to go in and sit in their office and we were going to talk about what I wanted and uh, or in their cubicle or whatever. You know, a small, small place. So I just expect, you know, kind of like a bank, like one or two offices or whatever. Well, what I got was, you know, they said, hey, you want a coffee and whatever. And I went in and I was like, sure. And so I sat down at a table that had the big, tall table. And I sit down and like six people come in, you know, all they're all millennials, every one of them. And this is not bad. It's just, you know, that's who's doing web design. But they all sat around the table with me and they all wanted to, you know, they had this question and this person had this question. And that was kind of how it went. That, and then afterwards, they called me up with the ten thousand price price tag, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'll figure out how to do this myself. So, um, I, uh, uh, but the point of that was is we we got to this word, and I've heard it 
and and this is the concept is collaboration and it's kind of interesting because how it this how collaboration meets independence it's you know there's an ideal of wanting to be independent but there's still wanting to be involved in a, a lot of involvement um, my my son you know described high school you know so we came back we had homeschooled in fact we homeschooled for a little while before uh before uh we we, we put our kids in school but uh after we returned and what he described of school was so far different from anything that that I grew up with. I grew up with, you know, you raised your hand to to get permission to sharpen your pencil or, you know, whatever. And 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 he's describing to me what felt like pandemonium because they're all moving around and they you know, you don't whisper to your neighbor, but they're sharing, you know, assignments and looking at how to help each other and do this and that and it's all very collaborative process and that wasn't allowed. We did everything on our own. And I'm not saying one is superior over the other. I'm just saying it's different. Uh and and where you know, we were raised to be independent and, and that was very much a, a, a aspect of my life. I think people still want the independence, but for some reason, um, there's there's a kind of a a separation between what the ideal is and how that actually practically works um, in in the lives of those who are younger, specifically. Um, and, and I'll talk a, a little bit about the causes as we go. Um, so there's this paradoxical craving. I, I simultaneously want independence but i but i also want this collaborative um influence of 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 my peers so um and i think this is some people believe that this is one of the key differences we've talked about how gen z and millennials are very similar uh in in a lot of ways and this some people say well this is actually one of those points where the gen z uh, it does differ where millennials were very dependent both on parents and both on other people. And Gen Z is kind of being a little bit different um, from, from them. Maybe so. I, I'm not I'm not sure of that at this point. Um, what I see uh, is still a dependence, at least in the most vulnerable of, of points. Um, and that, um, you know, it. These both generations are loudly proclaiming, well, I don't care what people think about me. You shouldn't care what people think about me. But in light of the statistics that we shared last week talking about or the re recent weeks talking about depression and suicide attempts and things like that, those those statements about I don't care what people think about me, those ring hollow. Um, you know, th there's a dramatic rise in terms of the 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 negative circumstances uh, emotionally and and mentally in in our youth and um and that's not because people don't care about what other people think that the the opposite is very true it it's showing that they're being influenced negatively by the opinions of other people on whatever social media that they are a part of they're they're more in tune to these these groups uh, that they're a part of in whatever platform they're on, a and it's heavily influenced. They're, they're very dependent upon that, and when things don't look right and they're they're not 
affirmed or, or whatever the, the, the case may be, things go very wrong um, emotionally for them. Uh, and, and again, this is not their fault. This is the world in which they live. It's, it's a product of uh, progress technologically. It's a, you know, just we are very, the world is a small space. It's a very collaborative space. So, uh, and it, it's not just the social media, as I say, the, the, but technology affects it in a different way where it, it, you know, social media existed in, two, you know, 2004, 2005. And social media existed then, but the, the numbers didn't jump up yet. What jumped up, and th I didn't really cover this last week, what jumped up, you know, starting in 2007 and beyond, really is the availability of that at a moment-by-moment -moment basis. You know, through cell phones and things like that, now you have the constant access. It's not just at nighttime I'm going to go check my Facebook page. That was bad enough. But once you have access to it on a constant moment-by-moment -moment basis, um, now, now you're aware in real time what people think of you. Uh, what other people are projecting themselves to be falsely, of course, as we talked about. Uh, and, and so there's this constant, constant judgment or feelings of judgment. Uh, and, and it's really hard for us to be truly independent from the world around us to the degree that, and this, again, doesn't just affect millennials or, or Gen Zers or whatever generation you want. The, like my, we watch, Sunday night is, is movie night. We, we do family night, uh, and um, so we're watching a movie, and and all of a sudden she's getting a text, a ding, zzz, whatever, and, and, you know, I like, I have to take the phone and move. It's like, no, this is family time, or, or we're watching, we're, we're eating a meal, and, and we're very, you know, dedicated to a meal, family meals together. You know, lunchtime is lunchtime, but, but breakfast we have together mostly and and uh and suppers are together we try to be together but she's getting texted so you know the other night she gets a she gets a text and she immediately jumps up and says sit down sit down uh wh why are we so dependent upon you know what 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 if something happens right uh then they'll call if it's really important they'll call in fact they'll call a bunch of times you know, they don't have to be connected to you on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. They have to feel this need to be constantly, whatever, and, and, and I have to be connected. Something's important. Why? Right? What if? What if? Um, and, and we feel this need to be so connected to everything that could be, a, and, and we're programmed and we've trained ourselves, not just one particular generation, and, and we get upset. You get upset if somebody doesn't text you right back. Now all the doubt comes in and, and uh oh, did I do something? Did I say something? They're not texting me back. It's been five minutes, you know, um, and uh, they might be mad at me. Did I do something? I, and, and, and there's all this self-doubt and, and you can just see how it plays on your emotions because of this need to be connected. You know, you go back 20 years, back when you had the old spiral cord on your phone attached to the wall. Well, you couldn't be connected on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. And and you'll notice, again, it's not because we were better as people. It's just because of the structure of society that that 
we didn't have the depressive issues because we weren't that in tune to everyone's thoughts at a moment. We didn't know what everybody thought about us. You know, they might be talking about us behind our back, you know, on the phone with somebody else. But occasionally you came across that. Oh, hey, did you hear what somebody said about you or whatever? Oh, no. Right? And that was it. And you dealt with it. But you didn't have it constantly, constantly, constantly. Oh, did you hear what so-and-so said on Facebook? Oh, you don't even have to do that now. Right? You just go on and, and you have all of everybody's thoughts. And, and, uh, and so we're constantly feeling judgment. It's this collaborative thing. Collaboration sounds wonderful, but this, this constant um, intertwining of our, uh, of our emotional lives is actually counterproductive. We do need an independent space. We call it safe spaces now. What is a safe space? What what? And, and some people will criticize this idea of safe spaces. Well, you know, it, it's not new. It's just we didn't need a word for it back before technology existed. We we need. We always had an area where we were safe. It was called home, or or, or wherever. But but you were. It was an area that was yours, and and nobody else came into it. It was it was an area of independence. We're not designed to be completely isolated from each other. That's unhealthy. But we didn't have a word for a safe space because we didn't have to artificially create it. Now we have to artificially create a space where people don't come into my life, uh, my life because, uh, you know. My technology is there. It's constantly at me, boom, 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 all the time. This is ringing. This is buzzing. This is dinging, whatever. And 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 I'm getting all of this. Um, you know, uh, I'm, it's oversaturated in my life. So so we do need, in a sense, a safe space. It's not you know. I don't want to get into the snowflake thing or whatever, but I I need that space. Home should be a space where I can say, you know what, I'm turning it off. You know, turn off your phone. When is your phone ever off? You don't. You never turn off your phone. The only time your phone is ever off is when it's charged down and you forgot to t- plug it in. And then, you know, you go, hey, wh- what happened to your phone? Where, where were you? Oh, yeah, my phone died. Sorry. I, f- I didn't know. And, and everyone's upset. So uh, so it, it's like this over-collaboration. We, we never unplug. We're never separate. Uh, there's, there's always some sort of, you know, major thing happening in life that we have to be involved in. So uh, the uh, the next thing that's happened in this with the younger generation, the next aspect of this is this idea of of a of group mentality because they're so into groups. And then again, not just younger people. This is of all all ages. If you're plugged in now, every age has you know, or, or you know whatever their group is. It's not even by age, it's by group. However you identify, there's a group identity. And that group has beliefs. That group has um, uh, ideals, viewpoints that you're supposed to have. So much so that, you know, it, it's most demonst- uh, demonstrable through through politics. And I won't get into it, but, but you can do it. You, you can look. Pick one viewpoint. Find, listen to someone that, oh, they have this viewpoint, or whatever it is, whatever side, whatever view. And you can tell, I, I'm telling you, you know what they think on 20 other issues without just just from one viewpoint. Because it's like very monolithic. This is the group. 
we've all collab we, we all collaborate sort of our viewpoints are all collaborative they're all out there they're all disseminated these are the accepted viewpoints for this group right so so uh, if you step out of line on this one well you're out of line it, it, we can't say well yeah but he's got you know these 10 viewpoints are, are, are within our group and and okay so he's off on this one no you've got to right in line otherwise now the judgment comes and so you have to be right in line or there's something wrong with you right and uh, so so there's this group think that that happens and and Nobody's like that. I have my own views. I have differing views from people uh, that are very similar, you know, but but maybe not identical. But but there's this pressure to think like them uh, that I that I feel, and I probably place on other people even, uh, which we we get to in a, in a second here. Uh, so so there's really it, it's very difficult now to be an independent person, right? The, the problem is not on, by the way, the problem is not the dependent person. That's what this comes down to. It sounds like I'm blaming the dependent people. They are a product of their environment, and who's created the environment? We have created, everybody else has created the environment for them. And, and um, uh, you know, I suppose they could practice, and that's good to try to practice independence and, and, and stepping out from the group and sharing your own ideas regardless of what, you know, and how it's going to be uh, received. It would be good to uh, try to unplug from the media every once in a while, unplug from the groups and the friends and say, I'm just turning it off. That would be a, a way to practice a little independence. Uh, another is, you know, I, I've, I've done this, more and more, whereas, you know, I don't have to comment on this particular discussion, whatever it is. Um, that's a way of, of practicing this kind of self-control, but, but from a different perspective, how to foster independence, not total isolation, but a, but a genuine, healthy independence, um, is to, to do this from the other side of from how I'm influencing other people's need for approval. See, I noticed my I noticed this in myself every once in a while, and I'm like, I have to step back. I criticize my kids' music all the time because it's not music, right? It's like I I can't stand this stuff. It's it's like oh, I haven't liked music really, quite frankly. I'm out of step with a lot of my own generation's music. I don't even like anything past 1987. I, to me, the death of music was Guns N' Roses, and I, I think anything after that, it was no longer music. You, you, you know. And then I was an '80s person, you know, 1987. It was done. But I constantly criticize my kids' music, and 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 I can see what it does to them. And it's not just that; it's you know anything cultural. I, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you guys do that. And I'm constantly making them feel like they're opinions are and it's just a, an opinion you know if you like techno music whatever it's just an opinion that's not music and, and it's like that's not whatever it, or this is the real way to be and, and i'm constantly creating this idea that they have to conform to the identity what's the identity the identity is the family identity you have to like these foods you have to like this music you have to like this clothing you like that's 
and and I'm I'm constantly pushing the ideal of what I grew up with or what I like, right? And that's silly, but I'm delegitimizing through a silly way. I'm delegitimizing their feeling of independence, uh, and 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 it's it's destructive in in other ways because I can create a situation where they want to completely disassociate from that and seek independence by by doing things that they shouldn't do legitimately shouldn't do because of of this feeling of wanting to be independent it's like this collaboration and dependence and and i can yet create while i'm creating this feeling for independence I, i can create this desire for them to be approved of and liked their need for society and uh, uh, whether big or small society, a small group or whatever, and and I can compel them to seek that in a way that's not healthy. Uh, so I need to learn personally, and we as as people need to learn to allow other people to be themselves, especially where it's healthy. Uh, obviously, not where it's unhealthy, but train them to be truly independent, collaborate when necessary, and when that's healthy. You know, because this ends up being a statement about me, not about them, right? I can help create the situation. You can help create the situation and foster the right environment in your own home, in your circle of friends. Uh, when when somebody uh, uh, wants to express a different opinion, that's fine. That's cool. You know, wh- whatever. I don't have to correct them on anything. Sometimes I really feel urgently like, like this is out of line, uh, and I have to know what are are really truly important and what isn't vital, um, and and not correct everything, even some things that probably should be corrected eventually. I don't have to do it right in that moment, right? Uh, so, because uh, when I'm doing this, what I'm what I'm conveying to them at least subconsciously is that their independence threatens me I, like like i'm not going to be whole i'm not going to be satisfied or fulfilled if they have this different opinion of me there's a statement uh in the scriptures i i, I do try to make this spiritual i don't it's not a, a bible scripture search but but this idea is in the bible and in, in numerous ways, God says, you know, we do work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. All right. Uh, th- in other words, there is a healthy respect that we need to have for things while we're developing ourselves spiritually. In other words, I, c- I can't just do what I want. It's, it's, But I do have to be independent. I have to figure things out a little bit for myself. I I can take advice from other people. I can listen to other people. But but eventually it ultimately rests upon me. I have to develop some independent thought at some point in time. I can't have your faith or your religion. Uh we we, we can collaborate meaning I can I can learn from you, but I do have to make my own decisions and that has to be my own faith ultimately. Uh and, and uh, there, there is a healthy mix. There's a time to be independent. There's a time to, uh, to be dependent. Uh, so, so this week, what I want you to do is, is to, you know, if you are a person that, that struggles with feelings of dependence and 
heavily you're you're you feel emotionally you know linked to other people and and things aren't right if if they're not approving of you you know it might be time to unplug for a while and um but uh for those of you who don't necessarily have that problem try to see where you can empower somebody to be dependent let them learn how to think for themselves solve problems by themselves uh, state their opinions without judgment, without approval or disapproval. Just you know, just let it be, uh, and, and interact and let people be individuals. Uh, this this world was, would look horrible if we were all identical, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why the world looks worse now than it did you know some years ago. Is this idea that everybody has to conform to one ideal, and uh, and we all have to look identical. Um, this this pure collaborative type of a mentality that that we have in society, but go out there, empower somebody. Like this video, please, uh, and 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 subscribe. Uh, forward it to to people. Um, share it. However, but but these thoughts, I think, uh, are, are beneficial. That's what I I attempt to do through this through this podcast is to to try to benefit people. Um, and and give you about a half an hour of something each each week to to really make life uh, a better place in the world where where you're at. Mm-hmm.